Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Any plans you have of running away end right now? As usual, you underestimate me, Mother. I will escape this educational penitentiary, and you will never hear from me again. I'm sure you'll grow to love Evermore and find it as life-changing as I did. Oh, I got you a little something. W. M. Our initials. It's made of obsidian, which Aztec priests used to conjure visions. I am not you, Mother. I will never fall in love or be a housewife or have a family. I'm told girls your age say hurtful things. I shouldn't take it to heart. Fortunately, you don't have one. Finally, a kind word for your mother. That's uh, Wednesday. All episodes of season one now streaming on Netflix. James Dempsey uh, joins us once again. Obviously, Wednesday's the name of a person or is it just set on one day? <laughs> it is Wednesday Adams, yeah. as in, uh, you know, of the Adams family. Click, click, right? And, you know, I had low expectations going in and the first episode was an absolute catastrophe, but it kind of grew on me a bit after that. But I guess I'll get into the details. So this comes with a bit of pedigree attached to it in the sense that Tim Burton's name is all over it. And oh. I mean, it has a, a decent enough cast. You may not know Jenna Ortega. She was in uh, the most recent Scream movie and uh, she's been in lots of things, but she might not be a name and a, and a face you could put together. But she is Wednesday Adams. But we also have Gwendolyn Christie, late of House... Oh, well, late of... Uh, what was it called before? House of the Dragons, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones and, yeah. and Star Wars, um, and Christina Ricci, who uh, I guess yeah. is the like, well, not the original Wednesday, but maybe the original um, well, Our Wednesday yeah, yeah. <laughs> before her, anyway. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Fred Armisen plays Uncle Fester, and the rest of the cast is kind of people you might know from various different places. And uh, it, it, the the two guys behind it are a man named Alfred Goff and Mark Miller whose biggest credit to date is Smallville, which is not some massive, like, uh, critical darling that Mm -hmm. is fondly remembered, but, like, did run for probably 12 seasons when shows were 20-something episodes. So, you know, they, like, know their way around making serialised TV. And this time around, I guess the big ticket names are Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia Adams and, I guess, Luis Guzman (laughs) as Gomez Adams. Um, And in it, we have a version... I mean, really what this is, is... They cancelled The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and they're just like, oh, have we got those sound effects, (laughs) you know, on file? Have we got that, like, uh, you know, CGI ready to go? Yeah, we'll just throw it at this instead. Basically, Wednesday is a teen version, like, it's a teen soap opera, right? In which Wednesday Adams uh, is expelled from her high school in New Jersey and then relocated to Nevermore Academy uh, in which, if you think they can make one pun about something uh, to do with the Ellens family, <laughs> they can make every one of them. And uh, when she arrives in this school, which is for, <laughs> to use Riverdale parlance, weirdos and freaks, uh, she is 
the uber freak of all of them even though they're all a bit weird so I don't understand why she doesn't fit in but they all just take an immediate dislike to her because she's just a bit too spooky right (laughs) and uh, a mystery is to be unfolded in the vein of Pretty Little Liars or Riverdale or The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or any other Ah. of these like teen soaps that actually are mostly watched by adults right and it falls into that category um, which is not something I guess that I at this point in my life I'm interested in watching anymore but certainly will give a fair shot and like all of those shows you know every one of them actually has a pretty decent first season and then just falls into a catastrophic second, third and if it makes it to a fourth season and like Riverdale I think has just wrapped up after and if you had seen like episode one of Riverdale when it when it debuted I don't know when it did like four or five years ago and if you had seen the season finale, the journey that it has taken in, in yeah. between is absolutely madcap stuff. And I am concerned that that is exactly what is going to happen here. The ultimate problem I think they have is actually the the Barry Sonnenfeld Adams Family movies, which like debuted, I guess, in maybe 92, 93, um, have aged spectacularly well yeah, in the sense yeah. that they are... They were good then and people look back at them incredibly fondly now. I mean, if Twitter is still around by the time this segment uh, ends, um, <laughs> um, you know, if I see one more tweet about, uh, about you know, uh, um, Mindy or Cindy, I can't even remember what her name is anyway, yeah. but the, 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 uh, the antagonist in Adam's Family Values and how this is like such a brilliant comedic uh, performance by Joan Cusack. Like the, it, is, it is a constant recurring thing on Twitter, right? So it is, there is, there are two movies and a series of movies that are so fondly remembered for being perfectly cast, like perfect black comedy and really understanding what the role of the Adams family were beyond the New Yorker cartoons, which was to take this family of, you know, I don't know, goths, right? Mm. And, and, and horror tropes, but who don't understand that that's what they are in the real world and showcasing how actually often it's the real world horrors that are way worse than yeah. these, than this, you know, all, but then this family, which just loves and supports each other throughout that. Here, we remove the family, right? I mean, okay, they, they're there. They drop Wednesday off to school and they make a few appearances via, like, crystal balls. But that's making a balls of the whole thing because, yeah, right? Yeah, What Do I care about what Wednesday Adam gets up to at a boarding school? No. What I want is Christina Ricci delivering really sarcastic one-liners in the presence of family or at a summer camp, even though it's also, like, for some reason, uh, you know, Thanksgiving in that mm. movie, right? Mm. And here although it was Thanksgiving last Thursday, um, it it just feels like a total missed opportunity or, or the wrong use of the Adams. Now, that I say this is someone in my 30s, right? I realise that since those live action movies, there's been probably, there's definitely been one or two, if not a series of computer animated Adams Family versions. So it depends, I guess, at what age of your life and what appreciation you have of the Adams Family, whether or not you're going to like this. But if you are of my age or older, I don't think it's for you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Garbage then. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, we'll move on to our next one. It is Upright, uh, seasons one and two now streaming on Sky Atlantic. Imagine if everyone was leaving like a, a trail of like coloured ink or whatever. And you could take a satellite photo of the Earth and see where everyone has been their whole lives like 
all the times you were just around the corner from a celebrity or all the times you walked past a murderer or when you like bumped into someone that you later became friends with and me driving away from Karen Gunner four years ago and you from Sydney and our trails getting closer and closer and closer and then and then our lines became one line for a while maybe a new color while they mixed and then you know we Right, so uh, Tim Minchin has something to do with it, so yeah, so sign he, of quality, possibly? Yeah, I mean, he is a co-creator of this, along with a few other people. Uh, the only other person whose name I kept going, I recognise that name, is a woman named Kate Mulvaney, who, if you have seen um, Hunters, the Amazon show about Nazi hunters in the kind of 70s, mm. she plays the nun in that, although she is actually Australian. And uh, she, along with a guy uh, named Chris Taylor, created this show and got Tim Minchin involved in it. And it was actually first released in 2019 and I can't remember seeing much of it. Yeah. But a second season has just debuted on 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 Sky and I, I ploughed through the first one. And I would say it doesn't, it, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't... Uh, it, it works kind of a trope in its own right, right? You have this kind of damaged musician with a checkered past, with a broken family history, who encounters a young, free-spirited woman and uh, fate conspires to bring them together as they go across the the Australian desert while driving an upright piano to Perth, which is where the name upright comes from. Okay. And a series of misadventures... Uh, transpire while they, you know, while this odd couple, I mean, not a couple, but like odd couple of Mm. friends do a road trip across Australia. And what is absolutely stunning about it is both uh, the Australian outback, you know, how they film it. And I mean, warts and all. And by that, I mean, flies (laughs) all over their faces at all times, as well as the music, because Tim mentions Lucky, uh, Lachlan Lucky Flynn is a former band member of some note in Australia who's down and out. His career is imploding. His family life is imploding. And he's trying to make it back home before his mother passes away of of cancer. Hilarious comedy. (laughs) And definitely, you know, I mean, it's a trope now for me at this point to talk about comedies that are not really comedies. And this definitely is one of those. Although it did win, mention a best comedy performer at the Actors, which is like Australia's, you know, BAFTA or IFTA, if you will. And uh, Millie Alcock, who people will recognise as uh, Rhaenyra in the, you know, baby Rhaenyra in the first half of House of the Dragon. Oh, she right. is mm. Meg, who I did, actually didn't even realise she was Australian. Yeah. She is the teenage tearaway who, uh, who, who literally, I mean, they literally crash into each other in the first episode of season one. And season one is an odyssey about Lucky's mother and his family relationships. And season two picks up four years later where they have all grown up and gotten a little older and a little wiser and this time Meg is coming to Lucky looking for help with her own mother issues. And season two, uh, what I liked about season two is if season one is all about, 
you know the 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 desert and the the sand and the you know the harshness of the Australian outback season two is about the lush vegetation of Queensland and mm. I mean where what is what the, the absolute real winner of this show is the Australian Tourism Board not that they needed any help yeah. to showcase the splendor of the uh, of the landscape in in all its rich and varied ways the show I'd say, it, you know it, it is nothing spectacularly original but it is very well made in the sense that it is funny it zips along at a great pace it really showcases Minchin's talents as a musician him as an actor I'm slightly less convinced about I mean he you know he 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 plays this washed up uh, has been musician very you know very well but it's nothing I yeah. haven't seen before either no, yeah. Millie Alcock is perhaps the bigger revelation for me because her version of Rainier I, I couldn't remember is that her name I think it was Princess Rainier anyway uh, in House of the Dragon was much more straight laced petulant uh, yeah, you know yeah, grumpy teenager yeah, unlikable yeah. and in this I'm not saying she's particularly likable but she is a live wire she has an awful lot more to do so if you're interested in seeing her talents it's worth it for that yeah but but like a lot of these kind of even from your description there I mean it's technically described as a comedy but really it's going for the feels definitely yes yeah. I would say yeah alright our next show Echo 3 new episodes every Thursday on Apple TV Plus here's a clip hello I'm Natalie Foster COS Alex Chesper Eric Haas you want answers yes ma'am we just want to be read in okay well why don't you grab your things and follow me thank you great thanks you've already been filled in on the negotiations yes we have but you know he means read in as if you trusted us, okay? As if we're on the same team, as if we have security clearance, as if we do this for a living. Are you really treating this as a business deal? You know she's linked to the agency, right? They're not aware of that. In Colombia, kidnappings usually are business transactions and I don't work for you. So please watch your tone when you're in my embassy. Ma'am, uh, honestly, we're, uh, we're desperate for something. She's... She's his wife. She's my sister. Please. Right, so is there like shooting and stuff in this? This is an oddball one, right? So I originally I had it chalked down as kind of just one of these other Apple TV shows where they have so much money to burn, they just green light things. But it comes from a guy named Mark Bowl. He is a two-time Oscar winner for The Hurt Locker, Best Original Screenplay and Best Picture. And he wrote Zero Dark Thirty as well. So he knows his way around penning these kind of pop boiler, really high intense macho movies, mm. right? Um, it is also a remake of an Israeli TV show, which I think is on Netflix here called When Heroes Fly which is itself a version of a Columbia based novel and we have a Columbia based <laughs> show here in which uh, Mike I, I think it's Michael Michael Huisman uh, he is of, also late of um, of like of Game of Thrones where he was Daenerys's hunk who was helping her for a while and then gone right okay <laughs> that yeah. guy right yeah. Dario something I can't remember quite around yeah. or whatever right and uh, Luke Evans the Welsh actor uh, they play like uh, Navy SEALs I want to say who uh, who are brothers in arms who fall out when on a mission immediately after a wedding that makes them brothers-in-law uh, goes south and uh, something goes wrong and they are suddenly no longer friends and then they are forced to be friends again when the sister-in-law... Are you, are you still talking about the second show? Now? <laughs> they are, they are uh, forced back together when their sister-in-law slash sister, 
who is in herself a world expert in uh, expert in the field of uh, psychedelic drugs and uh, like drug addiction, gets okay. kidnapped by sort of FARC. I don't know if they're ter- terrorists. I yeah, guess they're type terrorists. People, types, yeah, right? Yeah. In the jungle in Colombia and Venezuela. And it is up to them to try and save her. And parts of this, you know, parts of this are gripping in the sense that the action scenes are so well shot and so exciting that they are really, really edge of your seat stuff. But the politics is very murky in a kind of like, oh, American imperialist heroes just going around shooting whoever the hell they want in the in their quest to save one woman kind of thing. And yeah. not not <laughs> not necessarily on the side of the kidnappers, but their role when it does eventually come out, because this is kind of a bilingual show, half of it is exploring the Americans, half of it is exploring the Colombians. Their role is much more interesting. And there's a very interesting character who's a, you know, a Colombian journalist who herself was kidnapped in her youth uh, trying to help unravel the mystery and solve it all. That's a far more interesting show when you're watching it. The problem is there's also plenty of the other show as well. So again, like, Hmm. you know, I I was ready to give up on it and then it kind of hooked me and then I fell out of favour again and then it hooked me again. All in, I I find it a bit confusing, right? I think there's a, there is an excellent show in there somewhere. It's just you have to watch all the rest of it. As it, well. it kind of sounds like it was like funding from perhaps a, a Colombia or, or a Spanish speaking station, and then English uh, and then American funding, and just like the two completely different shows being made parallel to each other. Exa- yeah, absolutely. It's like when, you know, when you're watching an Irish drama that's co-produced by a Scandi nation for some yes. reason <laughs> and they bring in like a Swedish police van for some reason. It is a little bit like that, but but as I said, the Spanish parts are excellent. Right. Okay. Uh, there you go. Our th- the three shows we're talking about today were uh, Wednesday, all episodes of season one, now streaming on Netflix, Upright seasons one and two now streaming on Sky Atlantic and Echo 3, uh, new episodes every Thursday on Apple TV+. Plus. James Dempsey, thanks a million. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.